Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 13 or 14 dates around the country. Uh, 
And if you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur, and you 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 know you're looking for that information, you can get that information from the Blueprint to Success, man. And uh, you know what, man? What we need to do is we need to get the young lady on. We need to have her on, and we need to talk about Blueprint to Success and her brainchild and everything it took to kind of get that going. Uh, my Twitter, I'm at Rodney Perry. Uh, we are getting it in full in full effect today, my guest. When I come back, y'all. When I come back, when Rodney Perry returns. I'm bringing a legend on. I'm talking about uh, uh, a Broadway legend, uh, a recording artist legendary on so many levels. I cannot wait. My God. I hope you all ready for this. When I come back, Miss Melba Moore. This is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Mill. Check out the website, humormillmag.com. Humor Mill, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. We are back, and man, I cannot wait. I'm not gonna make y'all wait another second to talk to this lady, man. Um, Miss Melba Moore, are you on the line? Hey, how are you? You know what? You know what? This, this is what I want to say to you. Um, one of the opportunities I've had, you know, in my life is to to work with Monique and do the Monique show. And right. <laughs> inside that opportunity, I got a chance to meet some legends, some great people. And you were one of those people that kind of sticks in my mind as how cool you were and how engaging you were and uh and then you just murdered the performance. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you you know what I mean? Um Well you know so, you guys really set me up though. Yeah. Yeah. You, you set me up beautifully. Uh, she she had me um sitting so beautifully and you know, she you let me promote my, my, my daughter's business and talk about anything I wanted to and she you know y'all's energy is so high but you really kinda of brought it down so you could accommodate me. You made me look like a lady. You really did. But but it's it's not hard to make Melba Moore look like a lady because you are you are that. Talk talk to me uh, about this journey, Melba. Talk to me about this journey um and what is it for you to look back at a, at a career so so that's so dope, man, so incredible. Well, first of all, I'm very very grateful, and and I I think the reason it's going to be important is because you keep doing things that keep you relevant, because um, we're Americans and we're Black Americans, so we have so much talent, so much inspiration, so many different areas. I, I mean, there was a time when you could say when you you didn't have any role models, but we have tons of them now, and not all of them are from before. I have some role models that I can look at now that are much younger than I because they're the gatekeepers now, like you and, and Monique. You are the ones that are, you know, hosting the TV shows and going out and opening the doors now. So we have to do something that, that allows you to keep us <laughs> relevant. So I'm looking forward to now and the future, not that the past wasn't important, but it'll be forgotten if you don't stay relevant. 
Wow, well said. Now, now, as I began to, to look at your bio and to really kind of bring myself up to speed in everything Melba Moore, what, what stood out the most is your education. Like, I think a lot of people, especially people of color, we're gifted, you know, whether that be basketball or, or singing or running. We, we are gifted in so many areas, but we very seldom cultivate that or or refine that with education. Talk to me about how important education is to you. It's extremely important, and I think we're finding out in this day and time we're going to find more sheroes and heroes who have actually done that. And one of the things um, I, I find very, very important to helping me, you know, continue to keep my dreams come true is now um, there are courses and, and studies that you can take that didn't exist when I first came out. I mean, you can go and study how to be um, – um, a recording technician in ways that have been upgraded, and um, you can you can have a studio in your home. Um, you can go online and get your degree. <laughs> there are much more um, accessible uh, mm-hmm. educational opportunities for us. Our, I, I just heard you say that. You, are, are you working out of Atlanta? I am. And I just came from there in a wonderful little gospel comedy um, musical called Good God Almighty. Okay. And, and and um our base we have a new niche market and that is the mega church. Mm, very true. And that's important because you don't have to have a degree or intelligence. It's their responsibility to teach you and to groom you, to welcome you and to make you whatever God decided you're supposed to be. You just have to go and find it out. So yes, you you're saying exactly what's right. It's it's important. But especially in places like Atlanta, it's like church heaven. And black people, how can I say, we've always believed in God, and that saved us from the cotton fields to uh, the civil rights movement to the, uh, uh, I'll, I'll use my own background, the, the entertainment industry where maybe maybe less than 100 years ago it was legal for them not to pay you if you was black. Are you serious? I'm serious, yes. Wow. I mean, we can go back and hear the story of Ray Charles, who was way, way, way ahead of his time by owning what he wrote. Uh, um, But we have these opportunities to, especially if when we're older, to stay relevant and to stay good at what we do so we can be out there and have a voice to not only tell you to go get an education, but to set an example for you. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Ms. Melba Moore, her Twitter. She's uh, at Melba Moore as the number one, and her uh, Facebook page is Melba Moore Official Fan Page. And you can go and check her out on YouTube. Please go to her YouTube page. It's so great. I love your YouTube page. It's Melba Moore Music, and the website is MelbaMoore.com. That's M-E-L-B-A-M-O-O-R-E. I, I see you're so active with your social media. I love that, Melba. Well, you know I get some help. You know that, right? (laughs) Don't don't make me lie now. (laughs) Right, please, you know. But I love everybody befriending me and facing me and tweeting me and everything. (laughs) And I'm going to get better at it, but in the meantime... You know, uh, I, I get a lot of help with it, and it's it's amazing, though. I mean, you, you we're on the phone now. We're probably worldwide, right? Yeah, we're worldwide, and you know, they, we I know for a fact we're we're being listened to in Japan. I know we're picked up in Germany. You know, I know that. You know, because I, we can see the analytics on it. I mean, it's just amazing, and uh, what I what I love about it is that 
Um, everybody's a critic. Everybody's a writer. Everybody's. If you got a cell phone, you a photographer. <laughs> you are a photographer, and 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 a quality photographer, depending on what phone you got. That's right. And so, like, it kind of makes the, the playing field even in some ways. But in some ways, um, you better get up because everybody's out there, and if you want to stand out, you better find a lane and stay in it. <laughs> I love it. Find a lane and stay in it. And we're talking to Miss Melba Moore. You know what I'm going to do, Melba? Because I might play this song a couple of times a day. This is, mm-hmm. the, this is the new Melba Moore, Hitting the Streets. The name of the song is Love Is. I'm going to play Love Is. We're going to take a break, and then when I come back, I want you to take me to the theater. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, y'all, y'all stay right there. This is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Melba Moore, man. We're doing it. <laughs>
your host, my girl DJ Tracy Steele is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain? I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter, Bounce underscore TV. They're at Bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host, bitch. Hi, you are not going to believe this. I bought Pepsi Next. What's Pepsi Next? It's the new cola from Pepsi. It's got real cola taste with 60% less sugar. Real cola taste. 60% less sugar? Mmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but this is the most impressive mm. thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Oh, definitely. Oh. <laughs> I've never had anything like it. My parents are going to be Yeah, they're going to be so proud. Introducing Pepsi Next. Drink it to believe it. Are you getting this, honey? It's going viral. What up, y'all? We are back. This is Rodney Perry, and we're talking to Ms. Melba Moore today. Melba, um, yes, take me to the theater. I mean, uh, to be on Broadway, um, <laughs> to be to have so many firsts in that world. Okay. Just, just give my audience some of the Melba Moore firsts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, my my first vocation was. Uh, vocal music in the public schools, but I, I really was inspired and I wanted to try to, to be an artist. And so my parents, who were performers, I, I'm sure I got that from them, t- took me around to some of their agents. And right off the bat, I, I met Valerie Simpson, who ushered me into uh, backup singing and studio work. That's and right. Nick, Nick Ashford, Valerie Simpson. Right. I'm that, sorry. I'm, I'm flashing back to before they were married and writing together and all that stuff. Oh, wow. So this and predates we just, their, their relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I met her first, and then as we did some studio work, uh, um, I met uh, Nick. And this was before they were dating and anything. But um, soon afterwards, they started to write together. And um, I'm, I'm kind of skipping things because mm-hmm. I don't make it too long. But on one of the recording sessions that we were all on, the music was being done for the artist who was Galt McDermott. Well, he turned out to be the person who wrote the music and the scoring for the, the Broadway musical Hair. And we were, we were doing the backup on it. And uh, when we finished the date, which was about two weeks long, because he did all the music from the Broadway music Hair, well, the two people that he had working with him, uh, Jerry Ragney and, and um, Jim Rado, asked all the singers if they would like to do Hair. And I had never had any theater experience, so didn't know anything. I, I never studied acting or anything like that. So I told him he's the one who needed a hairdresser, and I did not have a Bachelor of Arts degree in music to do nobody's hair. And he, <laughs> he's <laughs> spoken like a, a true black woman. Okay? I love it. Um, uh, but he explained to me that it was uh, off-Broadway, and it was coming to Broadway, and they were still looking for strong black singers primarily, Um and people with not natural, um, you know, personalities, you know, interesting personalities. So uh, um, Valerie and Nick said they were getting ready to go to uh, Motown to to start to write as a team, and they didn't want to do Broadway because Broadway because it didn't pay. Mm. So, <laughs> I said, oh yeah, I don't know how to act, but they're going to want you know allow me to do this, and I'll learn on the job. Well, to make a, a long story a little shorter. I did the show for about a year and a half, and before I left, I wound up doing the female lead. And also, um, just by doing that, I, I wound up being the first black actress to replace a white actress in the lead role when I replaced Diane Keaton, who left the show to go um, 
with Woody Allen to do uh, Play It Again Sam. Then from there, she went to be a big movie star. And uh, that was unbelievably exciting. First of all, I really didn't know anything about hippies except what I saw on, on the news. Right. And so the whole culture thing was a big, big shocking experience to me. But I, I made the adjustment. Yeah, yeah, you might as well. With the big and the moccasins and, you know, the tie-dye shirts and whatever. Man, man, I mean, as as I look at your career, it's so awesome. What is the theater world like? Because it, it seems a bit elitist to me. Like, did, was that your experience, or or, did, or was they just like was it just like home? Because you, you kind of started there. Well, no, it's not home because you know whether we realize it or not, we come from families and tribes and cultures, and then what happens is commerce comes out of that, and that's why legitimate theater is still primarily white base or Caucasian or Jewish because it it started in, you know, their communities and they developed it and now it's something that appeals to everybody. We we and it and it is elitist because they've become so excellent at it. But um I, I would say that it's that way because the cultures are different and, and I would say that uh for instance Atlanta is, is is very strongly, I would say, elitist black in certain ways because mm-hmm. it's where our culture flourishes and it, and our our base is the church and so that's why our music. Well, I'm, I'm I'm thinking far, primarily from music, but not just there, but our comedy too, is yeah. so strong because it's God based and it comes from family, it comes from what we are, and so I think for for us in a sense, the Atlanta is a is a type of uh, base for uh, legitimate theater for black people to, to be spawned. And I think that, uh, you know, the film industry is starting to pander there and grow out of there. A good example being uh, Tyler Perry and some mm-hmm. great um, um, R&B musicians as well as gospel musicians. But that's what Broadway is, and it is elitist because it, it's been developed and honed to such a degree. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like home there. I, I remember when I did... Um, by the way, I, I didn't have a manager or agent or anything when, it, when I went from Hair to Pearly, which is the show that g- gave me the uh, Tony Award. Okay, mm-hmm. i got to stop you right there. Go ahead. Did, one more time for the Tony Award winning Melville Moore. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to just run so through So no that. agent, no manager. You made the deal for Pearly just on your own? Yeah. I made a few makes, mistakes. <laughs> But the main thing I did was learn on the job. And uh, um, uh, going into uh, Pearly, um, well, learning how to act on the stage with uh, Cleavon Little, um, Sherman Hemsley. Um, wow. It had originally been done by Ossie Davis and Ruby Dee, and, of course, he he wrote it for himself and for Ruby. So I stepped into their shoes. But uh, there was no one to teach me how to do it. It was just, you know going on the stage and having the the cast really be your family, just like you guys did on, on, on the Monique show. Yes, ma'am. You, you know, each one of you are excellent at what you do. And, of course, you've been, you know, skilled at it now. But um, when you started, I don't know where you started from, but you learned where, where you Oh, we, you we definitely got a chance. Monique and I said it all the time. We got a chance to learn how to do late night in front of America. Okay. You, then you know what, what I'm basing um, what I'm trying to tell you on. It's very exciting and it's very scary. Uh, but um, 
and in a sense, it's kind of elitist because um, you are, you're in your own lane and you created the lane, and yet you're walking in, in the footsteps of greats like Johnny Carson and all the people that ever did it before. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. What's, what is Melba Moore's favorite Melba Moore song? My favorite song? You know what I think? My favorite, I have two songs, and it's because people like it and it kept it alive so much. That is I Got Love from Pearly which was written especially for me, once they realized that my stopping the show every night wasn't an accident. They uh, only, only had one song in the show, and they created this one for the way um, my range is and my personality and everything, and people still love to hear me sing it. So that's one of my favorite songs. Another song I borrowed from um, the Queen, uh, Aretha Franklin, and I think it was written for her by Van McCoy, and it's called Lean on Me. But um, it's not the Bill Withers song. It's the uh, Van McCoy song that uh, Aretha sang many years ago. And yeah. people still like to hear me hear, uh, hear me hit the long notes and hit them. And so that's my favorite song, too. <laughs> hey, uh, hey uh, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Ms. Melba Moore. Man, you, you don't even know this, Melba, but Roddy Perry is a fan. You understand? Like, this ain't no accident. You know, when they told we could possibly get you on, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be exciting. So um, talk to me about your philanthropy. I, I know you, you do a lot for the community. Uh, you do a lot for people. Uh, why is it important for you to give back that way? Um, well, it enriches you as a person. It makes you see things from other people's point of view. Um, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you humble. Um uh, it, it makes you know that if you continue to not only give back to the community, but it reminds you that you're part of that community, and wherever God takes you, you're part of that community. You need them. It, it reminds you of that. And um, you get a chance to, um, I don't know, once when you, when you participate and you do what you do and you do it well, they make you the star that you are, and you're excited about that, but you don't get arrogant, I think. Got it. Got it. I love it. I love it, man. I mean, because I think it's a choice to give back. And when I when I meet people that make that choice, it's always impressive to me. Um, I got I got this song in the queue. You did a song with Freddie Jackson. Just a little bit more. And it's just one of my favorite joints. You, well, you can about it? that. Yes. Okay, because I, 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 Freddie Jackson is the man. I, you know, I had a chance to hang out with him. He, he is wild. Oh, so, yes, he is. Hey, y'all, y'all stay right there. This is Roddy Perry. I'm talking to Miss Melba Moore. We're going to wind this down. We get back because Melba ain't got all day to be messed with us. Y'all stay right there. This is Roddy Perry. We'll be right back. <laughs> Take our time, you break 
Um, you know, so and you can Google Miss Melba Moore, she will hit you back. You understand? You you can you can find this lady. What what's next as you continue on your on your great journey, man? Because you are truly a treasure to us, and I think in our community we're so quick to put our treasures away, as mm-hmm. opposed to you know oh, oh, what you said earlier, allowing them to remain relevant. So what's next for you? All right, well, I'm developing my one-woman autobiographical play into a touring project. I'm going to tour some more with uh, this wonderful little musical, uh, Good God Almighty, um, back in the studio to to finish my uh, upcoming R&B CD. And uh, what else? Oh, I just, I mean, every day the phone rings with these wonderful new opportunities. I just uh, was uh, given a call by a young man I worked with many years ago who's, gone on to do so many wonderful things both in fashion and in music and he's invited me to do some stuff at the Metropolitan Opera House with the New York Symphony. Ooh, we're going to have violins and everything. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I'm going to get to dress up in all them sequins and stuff. <laughs> oh, just, um, you know, I'm going to go to the UK um, in May, uh, the Jazz Cafe and a bunch of things uh, in Manchester and in and around um, London. Uh, I've just been invited to go to Paris and do my first, like, club um, kind of um, engagement with, you know, some good R&D songs from from the past. I've had some re-releases of songs that I wrote that had never been released in the the States before. A lot of things that have kind of been on the back burner that are going to be out for the first time, and so I'll get a chance to perform some of the songs, although I recorded them before, and they were successful in Europe, but not here. I don't know, just a whole lot of great things. I'm, I, oh, cool. I've got to stay in the gym, okay? I, I, I'm going to go and snap it right now. Melba Moore is officially doing it. You understand me? You got it going on. I love it on so many levels. Anything we can do to get the word out, we want to be a part of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Ms. Thank Melba you. Moore. Thank you, Ronnie. You've been such a great part of it. And, and just let me keep coming back, okay? Come on now. You, you, that goes without saying. You, you, you don't have to leave if you don't want to. <laughs> I, I better get a few things done today, but yeah. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you, Ms. Melba. All right. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. We just got on the phone with Melba Moore, boy. I told y'all, y'all better, y'all better ask somebody. Rodney Perry, the Rodney Perry Live show is growing. We about to take it to a whole nother level. Look for me in the next few weeks. We are about to take this show to a whole nother level. Thank you to Dallas, Texas. You understand? Dallas, grownradio.com. You guys are always uh, supporting. We, we really love and respect that. And um, shout out to my man, Hank Stewart. He's got a lot of great stuff going on as well. Hank Stewart, a uh, poet. Of all poets, he's getting it in. And uh, y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five hour energy to keep me going. What will you do here next five hours?
your son. I'm looking for the Rob. I'm here for the answer video shoot. You new and clean? K Deuce. D. Poogee. The Rob should be here shortly, but you in the right place. Just the intern waiting area. Alright, alright. So y'all been intern for Master Death a long time? I'm a uh, well, I've been here three years. I'm working my way in. You know what I'm saying? Between you and me, the Rob's gonna put me on payroll this year. Watch out. I've been here a month. D's had intern this week. Hey y'all. Hey y'all, this is your boy Roddy Perry, and you were just listening to Chill Town TV. Um, it's an animated series. It's about to hit the streets. But well, let, let's do this. Let's bring on the, the 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 person that's making it happen. Lisa Dean, you online? I am. Hey Rodney, how's it going? Well, you know, this is the obvious question, okay? Now, I know we haven't met face-to-face, yes. and, and you know, when Sinbad was the host of Vibe, I used to get mad at him asking folks for jobs. But, look, <laughs> Rodney Perry is available to do some voiceover work. I but would love great... for you I would love for you to do some voiceover work for me. We have Season one is already done, but for season two, I would love for you to do that. I would love it. And, as a matter of fact, I while we haven't met, I know a little bit about you because I am a fan, and I know that you know some of the comedians who've done it. So you're going to be in with some of your friends, like Will Savins and Dante Nero and Guilty, let's, let's a.k.a. Dark Mose from the Moose Brothers. You got a who's who of the cats that I believe that are the next guys to 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 take the stage. Will Sylvans is he's a comics comic. I mean, when Will walks on stage, all the comics run into the room to see what this guy's gonna do. He is so, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's, he's flat out of here hilarious. You got uh, Dante Nero. Um, you got Guilty, Victor Cruz. Right. I mean, just, just such a, a great uh, cast. Ooh. Let's rewind. Let's go away from the cast. Let's do this. Okay. What was the brainchild for this particular project? Chill Town. Well, basically the way it started was I wanted to do a project. Um, hip hop. I grew up in the Bronx, so hip hop was the most natural thing. I'm I'm a hip hop head. I grew up in and around hip hop culture, and I kind of felt like it wasn't really being represented exactly the way. I saw it the way my friends, you know, who are hip hop heads, you know, what, you know, I I felt like everything was very thug related, and that's not who I am, and that's not what my friends were like, and so I wanted to do a comedy series. So one thing led to another. I did a comic book. I wrote it. I didn't draw it, um, and I ended up selling it to a network who ultimately never put it on the air, and I was really frustrated. So. I taught myself how to animate because I really, really believed in it. And it took me five years, <laughs> which yeah. took me like an eternity. Um, but I actually I finished 140 minutes of animation. I did actually not just Chill Town but another two series. And we just just launched. Um, so Lisa, that's, Lisa that's how i got to stop you right there because okay. you did something that people don't do. It was something that you didn't know how to do and you went and learned how to do it. You right. said, y'all don't want to animate. I animate this shit myself. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly That's right. That's to me. <laughs> well, well the, 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 one of the reasons I animated myself was, was because I didn't have the money to hire an animation company because animation is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. So what I did was I, I used to draw when I was in junior high school. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was about it. Um, I had I was armed with model sheets, and for people in the audience who don't know, that's when when you do an animated show, they create character artists create characters in different positions, like facing front, side, three quarters, and I had those since I had already done the comic book, and I worked with a great artist named 
Chuck Frazier, who who um, who had done those for me already. So at least I kind of knew more or less what I needed to do. Um, I spent a year just working on my skills and my drawing skills, practicing every day, and I downloaded tutorials from the Internet, and that's how I did it. It was kind of like a crazy thing to do, but I ended up having so much fun, particularly because, you know, I'd been in this situation where I'd sold something, and it was very creatively frustrating to not have something kind of come to life. And every single day I got to wake up in the morning, do something, and then at the end of the day I got to see my work. It was just it was incredible. Incredibly gratifying to have that happen. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You tune in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Lisa Dean, the great creator, the brain trust of Chilltown TV. Uh, check the website. That's ChilltownTV.com. The Twitter, they're at Chilltown TV. The Facebook is uh, at Chilltown TV as well. And the YouTube. Go check out the YouTube. Please do yourself a favor. It's Chilltown TV. Uh, G. Marv and Plaid are are your 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 hip hop heads that that uh we get to follow their misadventures. Yes. Uh, <laughs> who are these guys and do you know them? I do know them. <laughs> I do know them. Um okay, G essentially G is the is the main character. I guess it's all three are kind of main characters. But G is he's super super smart he's very very blunt and direct and okay. and as a result and kind of hyper and as a result um he basically can't hold a job hilarious <laughs> you know mainly you know he's smarter than almost anybody who hires him he feels you know obligated to tell them about stuff so he's always like in this he's always like seriously overqualified. He's one of those kind of guys. Um, so he's always like sl- a little slightly disgruntled because of that. Um, Plaid, who's, you know, their three best friends. Plaid is the white guy. He's got dreads. You never see his face. Um, he's like the total opposite of G. He's basically like totally, totally laid back. He's a former graffiti writer. And, you know, again, they're all hip-hop heads, but he's like more into like graffiti and stuff. And um, he's one of these guys who's always hustling. He always has the hookup. And they're always, there's something always a little messed up about the hookup. You know what I mean? Like in, in the first episode in the in the job interview, he hooks G up with a guy named Carly Carl. And Carly Carl is like this has-been from the 80s who had a record out called Booty Scramble that like went Wait a minute, <laughs> stop right there. Booty Scramble? Yes. Oh, I love it. And I have to tell you, we are going to be actually recording Booty Scramble and we're going to oh. be releasing it. You <laughs> have to record so Booty So many people scramble. ask for Booty Scramble. <laughs> And so, and so, like this is the kind of hookup he has. Somebody who's, you know, from the '80s who had a record that never really went anywhere, and he's decided to essentially open up his own record store because it's exactly the perfect economy to do that. <laughs> you know, so um, that's who Platt is, and Marv is the third one. Marv is he's kind of in a way patterned a little bit on Questlove. He's kind of one of these guys who's who's really smart. He's got this incredible interior life. You know, I always when I think of Marv, I think of the secret life of Marv. Nobody really knows what's going on in his right. brain. He's got like all kind. You know, he's he's like the guy who knows kind of obscure knowledge and stuff. He and he works uh, behind the counter at a place called Chick Chick Burger until you know things get you know until he gets like a real job because they're all pretty young. They're all in their early twenties. So so you you got you got you got these people running around in your head. Mm-hmm. You 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 get the the ability to to animate them. Why animation? 
I just I I'm a huge cartoon junkie and I just love animation. There's no other reason. I I always just saw it as a cartoon. I never and in fact, when I initially did the comic book and I initially shopped it, um I had a couple of people offer me deals to do it um live action and I didn't want to do it. I turned them down. I I just always that's exactly I just always saw it as a cartoon. Well, you, you this is what I love about cartoons. They 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 never age, right? You know, so you got you got a you got a set of characters that can really rock for twenty years or more right. if they want, right? You know, so I, I think that you know just as a you know as a, a product, it makes so much sense. So um, now uh, the episode four mm-hmm. is dropping Wednesday. Well, no, episode five is dropping episode Wednesday. Episode five episode, is dropping Yeah, Wednesday. it's a two, it's the second part. Episode five, it's a, it's a two-parter. So you have to see episode four, which is the first part of it. Um, Kadus, who's an, another one of the characters, there's the three main characters, and then there's another character called Kadus, and he's played by Will Savince, who's just incredible as Kadus. Kadus is G's cousin. Kadus is this guy who's a wannabe hustler in the music business. He wants to be Russell Simmons. That's who he wants to be. But unfortunately, he's one of these guys who never can even get in the club. Like, he can never get past the bounce. <laughs> he's, like, you know, he's like, yo, yo, like my cousin. He's like, I'm on the list. You know, he's like one of those guys. And so finally, his dreams come true, and he gets a job. He gets an internship working for this guy named LaRob, who's a total psycho, um, <laughs> who has a record label called Massive Death Records. And so that's Wait a minute, Massive Death? Yes, Massive Death. <laughs> that's <laughs> worth the death row. <laughs> yes. Kinda a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> and so he yeah, he's he's working for him and, and one thing leads to another he ends up getting being put in charge of um a video shoot when all kinds of insanity start happening and it's a cliffhanger. And so you, everybody, you have to watch episode four and episode five, which tells you what happens afterwards. Is dropping on Wednesday. Hey, hey, you guys heard it right here first, man. It's called Chilltown TV. We're talking to Miss Lisa Dean. That's L E E S A, not L I S A. Don't mess, don't mess her name up. <laughs> we'll swing on you. <laughs> so. So you, you know what I think? I think it's so awesome that, that you that you created this. Thank now, you. now if you can see the episodes on the internet, mm-hmm. and this house on your YouTube page, this is growing like so fast. I mean, you guys it got is. crazy views. The audience is growing steadily. Steadily. Is. Now, is there an issue when you're attempting to, to 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 sell it or monetize it that it's already got a life on the internet, or should it have a life on the internet? I think it should it? have a life on the internet. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I'm, right now, my focus is to I'm going to finish season one. We have something really, really, really special planned um, for the fall. We're going to kind of do a a little bit of a remix on season one and just pop it out there. And so it's it's really, really exciting. In fact, I, it's something I want to talk to you about possibly being a part of. And so, you know, we, we can talk about that a little later on. But um, I'm very, very excited about it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Lisa. I love this. This Thank is an incredible you. idea. Thank I want to be a part of it. You understand okay. me? So All whatever right. we got to do to, to make okay. it work, I, I am in because I, okay. I love the animation. I, I you know, I watched a uh, few of the episodes, and it's funny. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're funny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks very much. I, I have to tell you, I have a second show that's also on Chilltown TV, and it's a spinoff from Chilltown. It's called Lele's Ratchet Advice Show, and it's a it's kind of like a parody of dating advice shows, and it's run by Lele, who is, in, on the show she plays Kadu's his girlfriend, and she's very bossy, and she's very judgmental, and I thought, what better person than a judgy the bossy, judgmental person to give dating advice. Like she's like the last person in the world you ever <laughs> want to get any advice from. Right. <laughs> and so she essentially she gets letters and she answers them, and she also talks about her unfortunate dating exploits, like online dating and stuff. And I've I've gotten like a a whole separate fan base just for that show as well. So. Are you Lele? Yes, I am Lele. <laughs> oh my god! Can I talk with her? Yes. Um. Hey, this is Lele. Hey, hey, Lele, thank you for coming hey, on this Rocky hey, Perry Live. Hey, uh, man, I can't thank you for ha- uh, coming on enough. So uh, tell me about the, the show, uh, uh, Ratchet. Why, why is the advice Ratchet? Well, um, <laughs> it's Ratchet because, unfortunately, there are a lot of, there's a lot of Ratchet stuff going on. <laughs> and I'm the one to basically bring it to you. I'm the one to identify it. That's why. Hilarious, hilarious. Now, now, thank you, Lele, for popping on. Let me get Lisa. Can I get Lisa back on, please? Yes, you can get. Yeah. Why do I feel like we're doing a remake of Sybil? Hilarious. <laughs> I have to Lisa. tell you that I had I a couple of weeks ago I had the flu and as part of it I kind of lost my voice and and when I do Lele I have to go I have to bring my voice up a little bit higher to do it. Right. And and I couldn't do it because I was like. <laughs> Oh God! Like Popeye the Sailor Man, <laughs> and so I had to, I had to not do a Lele episode at that time. Hilarious! <laughs> so so what's what's your big goal for this project? What do you what do you want for it as a producer and and as a as a uh, an actor on it as well? I'd I'd love to sell it to cable network. That's what I'd love to do I, because I ultimately I want to. It's it's while I love animating it. It's really hard to do it all by myself because I did yeah. the whole thing by myself, and it takes a long time. And so, I'd love to have a real budget to be able to have you know other people come aboard and help animate it, and you know have it you know done so I can kind of just sit back and just do nothing but focus on creating and you know right. doing stuff and the writing stories and all of that good stuff. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Wow. So, so is is New York home now? Yes. I'm 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 from New York. I'm born and raised in New York. I grew up in the Bronx, and I've lived in New York all my life. Man, so you you know you know you know what your next your next animated series? It's got to be about the comedy world. Well, I have to tell you that there is an episode of Chilltown coming up that you're gonna like because it's 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 pretty crazy. I don't want to give that much away. But let's just say a very, very, very strange thing happens to one of the characters, and part of what happens is there's some something that he becomes kind of like a really, really, really bad wannabe comedian. <laughs> I love it. And and you know like like you know one of the kind he's he only does like the like he he's he never headlines any place he just you know is is you know like the kind that opens up the club and has to pay for people to yeah, come in and, yeah, yeah yeah exactly you know it's um that's and and that it's it's kind of dedicated to everybody I know who's a comedian you know 
I love it. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Ms. Lisa Dean of Chill Town TV. Check them out on YouTube. Go holler at her on Twitter. Let her know you heard her right here on Roddy Perry Live. Hey, stay right there, Lisa. we come back, we'll talk a little bit more. We got we to gotta talk about Chill Town TV. It's Chill Town Sun. Dunny, what up? Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. Thank you. Force down, Coach. What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. I want you to go on the field. Look for anyone with an O. Let's kill them. With kindness. Jimmy, I want you to make balloon animals. Tyler, make little tea cozy. Something fun. Are you okay? <laughs> we will win this for Mother Russia. Coach, you just Snickers. Why is that you? You get a little loopy when you're hungry. Better. Better. Now let's go work! Yeah! Go get him, guys. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers satisfies. This is D. Militant. Hey, it's Lady Tuesday. Check out Tuesdays with D. Militant every Tuesday on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cherry Rich at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Figure out where you are and tune in. Hey, y'all, we're back. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh, we're starting to wind down. We're talking to Miss Lisa Dean of Chilltown TV. Uh, Lisa, um... Talk to me about your your process in terms of uh, creating and um, and also what it takes in you to to start a project from nothing. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Just have to have a lot of belief. I had this kind of unswerving belief that that people were going to like this project, and I I, I was just. That was it. That's I just kept looking at nothing but that the entire time I did it, and it just took a lot of discipline because I, I mean, the entire time I was working on it, I spent, you know, probably ten hours a day working on it. It was a, it was a tremendous amount of work, but it was just this incredible belief that I, I just knew that people would like it. Oh, you know, either that or I lost my mind. <laughs> One or the other. But I think you kind of have to lose your mind a little bit because, and this is what I tell people all the time, I think, I think you know, whatever you believe in spiritually, I think your higher being, your higher creator wants you to trust him so much or her so much that you're willing to go out on that limb. Right. And the people who aren't willing to go out on that limb, you know, you know, you know we're always looked at as crazy, you right. know. But those are the people that stay at a nine to five their whole life, and then there's right. those of us that'll go for it right. and you know reap untold fortunes. Well, well, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like a no brainer for me. It wasn't. I I just believed so much that this was going to happen that it 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 did. And um, it's not like I I didn't even give it a huge amount of thought. I was like. Okay, this is what I'm going to do, and then I just started doing it. I just, I just knew because I just, I just felt. There's no other way to explain it than I just felt it. Now, now tell me this: when you're when you're writing the project and you mm-hmm. hear the voices in your head, mm-hmm. are the voices in your head and the voices that ultimately end up on a project the same, Absolutely. or do the actors bring something that you didn't even think about? You know, a different interpretation. I'd say I'd say 90% of it is the same. I I um when I when I write, I talk every single voice. I, I speak. 
speak every single piece of dialogue, so I know exactly how I wanted it, how, how I want it done. And I just was really lucky that people did that. To some people, brought in extra, and I loved it. I love. I love when that happens. There were two two great examples of that. Um, Richie Bulldog, who's another one of the uh, comedians who did it, and he's great. He, you know, he did the whole circuit, Caroline Stand Up New York, and all of that. And um, he played the uh, the character Plaid. And in episode th- in episode two, there was um. There was this whole sequence where it was kind of a parody of Scott Storch, who's a producer who has kind of fallen off a lot, just <laughs> right. quite quite a lot. And so for whatever reason, you know, a lot of Chill Town is a little surreal. And so I have him, Scott 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 um, Storch, Scott not Scott Storch, Scott Storch is on a radio show having a sex advice show, and that's where he, he's at, unfortunately, in his career. Right. I yeah, I have him portrayed as a wah wah pedal only because I guess I was thinking like Charlie Brown, like. Wah 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 wah. You know, who's thinking that? So I said, let me just make him a wah wah pedal. So that's who he is, and he's just like the most annoying person ever to have a radio show. He's he's taking callers, and then in the middle of it, he he says. Hey, you know, I, you know, I have a new song I want to do. I couldn't bring it down here for legal reasons, but I want to hum a few bars for you. So I, <laughs> I have like Richie. I said, okay, Richie, just do whatever you want. And Richie was like, and and I was crying. I was just crying when he was doing it. It was so funny. And so like that's like a great example. I mean, I just let him do whatever he want. And Wilson Vince is another one where um, he in episode four and five, he not only plays Cadus, but he also plays Larab, the boss. And so he really, really experimented with that voice. And I heard Larab a little bit differently, and he experimented, and he said, well, how about this? How about this? And he just came up with something that I didn't even expect, and I loved it. And it just, it totally, totally worked. It just worked. Hey, it's working on so many levels. You Thank guys, you. please do yourself a favor. Go check it out. It's Chilltown TV. The YouTube, they're at Chilltown. The Facebook is Chilltown TV. And uh, yeah, the, the, Twitter. The, YouTube, the YouTube is Chilltown TV because, sadly, <laughs> sadly, there happened to be a couple of DJs in Hawaii named Chilltown. And really? Some people, yes, that's right. <laughs> they're my arch nemesis. <laughs> And they're like the kind of DJs who do like weddings and bar mitzvahs and stuff, and their name is Chilltown. For whatever bizarre reason, this is my life. And so people have said that they've gone onto YouTube and they just type in Chilltown and then they get the Hawaiian DJs. And so we're not the Hawaiian DJs. Okay, make sure you type in Chilltown TV. TV, right. (laughs) It's all Chilltown TV. The website is ChilltownTV.com. The Twitter is at Chilltown TV. The Facebook is at Chilltown TV. And don't make the mistake of not putting in Chilltown TV on YouTube. Unless you have a bar mitzvah and you want to hire some DJs and you're in Hawaii. And, and then if you do, tell them Lisa sent you. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Lisa Dean, man, thank you so much for coming on thank today. Thank you so it, much, Rodney. Thank it, you. It, it's really been awesome to talk with you. Uh, uh, and we'll make sure we connect. You know, I'll Absolutely. make sure you get my, my direct line and all that great stuff. Okay. Um, I, I wish you much continued success. Thank you. But there's no doubt in my military mind that this is going to blow up because you work you. way too hard. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thank you, Lisa. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You've been tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. It's been an incredible show today. Thank you to my guests. Thank you to Ms. Melba Moore, who, who graced us with her presence today. And thank you to Ms. Lisa Dean, the writer, creator, producer of Chilltown TV. Go check her out. Let me tell y'all something. If you want something done... You have to be willing to do it. You have to be willing to take that chance. You have to be willing to work without a net. Are you willing to go for it? Lisa was, and she getting it done. My name is Roddy Perry. That's our show for today. Y'all be good. We are out. Good job. Good job, Miss Madeline Smith.